You sound pretty echoey, Dan. Where are you? Uh, you in the bathroom? No, I mean, I'm in my my third bedroom, but it hasn't been like decorated. Third bedroom. Mm, so there's nothing to absorb the sound. Okay, I didn't even think of it. Um, Tiff, he lives a European lifestyle. Yeah, I usually don't even have the windows closed. They don't so fill their houses with things. They live a modern life. Sharp edges, sleek design, sound bounces everywhere. <laughs> Let me turn around so, and so grab a comforter. So it's basically he lives in an Ikea. Oh, yeah. Have you seen his place at all? Okay. I've no. only seen like one picture, but it looks exactly he like... shut me out of his life completely, so... I texted you yesterday. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I always think to text you and then I'm like, oh, it's 1 a.m. It's fine. I will get them in response. Yeah, the fun thing about texts is that they just sit there. To be honest, too, I'm awake at 1 a.m. most days because I'm still unemployed, and it's pretty cool. Well, that's good to know. I'll keep that in mind. Yeah, I I don't go to bed most days till 2, which is I put a Copenhagen clock on my phone so I can actually look at it and be like, oh, maybe Dan's awake right now. Just at 6. So maybe we'll be friends again one day. Yeah, when I get uh-huh. when I get my act together, I'm here. All right, let me get this comforter behind. I was gonna me say Dan needs a blanket fort. I know. Who doesn't think of the blanket fort before they record? Slack. Hey, I'm sitting here very warm and toasty in my blanket fort, generating a lot of heat. My my room is adequately <sighs> acoustically prepared. <sighs> How about that? Modern furniture. How's this? It's better. It does sound better. I'm literally... Allow me. Yeah, that sounded good right there. That last Ooh. that last word. Hey, oh, guys. I like it. It's like a slumber party. <laughs> I look like a sheik. <laughs> or sheik. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good, though. Yeah, I got this. I got this thing. I got a blanket over there. I am going oh. to sweat my balls off in this thing. But you look adorable, so... It's oh, so let cute. Somebody take I a picture. can't do. I can't do video, guys. I'm sorry. Can't do video. It's okay. I'm going to turn this off because it's going to give more heat off in my laptop. <laughs> Man, the people across the street are probably like, "What's that guy doing?" Oh, they can see in your window. I don't have curtains on my house. We're pretty. Uh, Ugh, there's no privacy in Denmark. Uh, there, there is, but not much. Not really. Oh, I, I already don't like it. <laughs> It's not bad. <laughs> I see I see people cooking naked and stuff. It's pretty funny. It makes for great people watching on the balcony. I'm sure it does. Not when they watch back. You don't want that. I've been trying to like, I'm yeah. not going to lie, I've been trying to like rack my head over how to design a game about like, because I'm fascinated by the fact that I can look across the street, right? And I can see two families right next to each other and they have no f- clue what the other one's doing but i do and i was like what kind of game could i make out of like apartment looking like this is just fascinating we to call me. that voyeurism yeah well yeah, yeah it's not gonna be a mainstream seller but i was like it's probably more rpg-ish to be honest like if i was gonna uh, i don't think i want to yeah. rpg that i don't know i might want to rpg that i have been rpging by the way what'd you say i said i have been rpg what I've been DM GM. All right, let's know. start this freaking episode. I need to talk to Tiff about something. Yeah, please do. I'm starting to. I might pass out. I'm so hot. <laughs> we'll have to make this one a, a short one. Do we already push? Yeah, we pushed play. Cool. I hope so. <laughs> well, it, I guess it doesn't matter. You're supposed to press record. So uh, I'm, that's what I meant. Yeah, button. I pushed. Press the green button. All right. No. Okay. I'm good. I see, see blue Tiff. lines. I told you it was too good to be true. Is my sound good? Am I cool? <laughs> yeah, you're fine now. No, you sound much better now that you're in your blankets. I mean, you do bring down the professionalism of our show. <laughs> I try. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't even say it with a straight face. Okay. It's okay. Quote, unquote, professionalism. I don't mind. I'm, I'm happy to bear that torch because I don't give a Yeah. I think, it's, I think that's kind of like the theme of our show. That should be the tagline. Yeah. I don't give a I don't give a f- <laughs> No, it just should be zero f- Zero f- given. I like it. I can go with that. But it's not family friendly. Let's see if we can translate that to Latin. I think we should relaunch people, people this as a know. non-family friendly podcast. <laughs> we're back and we're... Welcome edgy. back, dish. Welcome back. <laughs> Poor Todd. Sorry, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> 
Let's seriously, let's quit sheltering the children. <laughs> yeah. That's our tagline. Welcome to the podcast. Quit sheltering your children. Speaking of sheltering, I'm beating sweat. That's nice. <laughs> <All> right, Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 83 of the podcast of Nonsensical Gamers. My name is Matt, and joining me once again on this lovely podcast, my co... <laughs> you forgot what we're called? That's how long it's been. Mm, proper names. My two... And your lovely co-hosts. My two stupendously Whoa. still still alive and well co-hosts. First up, Miss Tiffany B. Hello. And... All the way across the pond, joining us from a different time zone, practically a different dimension, it's Dane. The ladies? Is that what I say? I don't, wow. Yeah, you got it. We got Nailed it. it. Nailed Keep it. Keep them hanging for two months, and that's what you come firing with. Yeah, that's, that's what I got. That's what I got. This guy. Carefree living. Doesn't even, he doesn't even care about the ladies anymore. I do. Trust me. I'm in Scandinavia. <laughs> I hope they don't see your blanket fort because that might hurt your chances or your wedding ring. I don't know. Beg to differ. I think the blanket fort helps. It could be a good pickup line. Wait, so now you're going to travel with the blanket fort? Come join me <laughs> in my blanket fort, ladies. Dan sitting at a bar with a blanket over, holding it over his head. The acoustics are great in here, <laughs> ladies. Anywho, hey, friends, uh, we're back. We're doing it. It's been a little while. Yeah. But, uh, you know, board games are a thing. Still, so that's good. And are they? We know we know all about them. We've been playing them, designing mm-hmm. them, reading about them. Uh, we are very much in the know. And <laughs> <laughs> now this that's should be an interesting lie. cast. Uh, let's we're gonna we're gonna check in and just see what everyone's up to. Uh, I I feel like Dan has the most exciting life events in the last two months. Dan, what what's happening over there? I'm sweating my nuts off right now. Yeah, okay. Sorry. Tiff, what's been happening with you for two months? <laughs> <laughs> it's been two long months with Dan, sweating. Dan is sweating and... Actually, I'm not. That's the know. beauty of uh, Copenhagen. What? Is it... Uh, like, I'm, I mean, I'm sweating because I'm in a blanket for it. Let's, let's clarify that. This is the, the hottest I've been in a long time. The weather over here doesn't really go above, like, 70, which is phenomenal when it's sunny. That sounds nice. Yeah. It's, like, average, like, 65 which is shorts weather. Perfect. But not anything ridiculous. Ah, it's just, yeah, it's really nice weather. I miss. You got that coast, man. It's a, you got sea breeze. Oh, yeah, the wind. The wind is brutal, though. For, for, for a city that prides itself on biking, they sure do have a lot of wind, which makes the biking way less tolerable sometimes. How many bushes have you been blown into? Oh, f- almost a few. But literally, like when you're when you're biking, like and that wind hits like whatever I don't know how you measure wind. To be honest with you, is it knots? Miles an hour. Miles, miles an, an hour. hour. I don't know. They do it. I think they do it different. Yeah. It's probably in the oh, metric kilometers system per or something. Hour. Yeah. Um, anyways, <laughs> it's like it's literally like you're pedaling into a wall sometimes. Like isn't it? Ugh. So you're getting in shape. Yeah, I'm in pretty good shape. I've lost a lot of weight. Even though I drink beer probably nightly, I also eat a lot of pastries. Yeah, it's pretty awesome, though. Like, I was biking home for this podcast today, and I had some time to kill. So I stopped at the bar, sat outside, had a had a little uh, 33CL glass of beer, and then continued my bike ride home. It was pretty fantastic. No drinking and driving. That's bad, kids. Don't do it. Move to Europe instead. <laughs> drinking and biking. Yeah. So y- you're like, you're living the life over there. You're, I mean, we say unemployed, but you're being a dad, which is a full-time job. And what's the gaming like? You've got some things going on, right? There's some things. Like, I'm still kind of slowly, um, what's the word, assimilating myself? Is that the word I want? Trying to... Uh, becoming. Becoming a uh, Copenhagener. I've obviously, uh, I've met some, some folks through the interwebs 
um, through the podcast, through just Twitter and things like that, which has been good, um, especially in the, the design community. Um, and then I've, I met uh, one of our listeners, uh, Paolo, hit me up, and we've been trying to meet up every couple weeks once or, you know, at the uh, the board game cafe, the cafe here, which is the Bastard Cafe. Um, I don't know why they named it the Bastard Cafe, but it's a really cool place. Um, super crowded, really hard to get a table um, unless you go early. Um, but if you do, it's a, it's a pretty chill, relaxed place. So nice. yeah, I don't I don't game a lot. I mostly game with Tristan um, because we go. He loves to go to the the Bastard Cafe. And they have a whole wall of like kids' games, so he and I just go in the afternoon when it's not crowded at all, get a popcorn and a hot chocolate, and just play some kids' games until his attention span runs out, and then we go home. So I've this is the strangest world. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sounds pretty great, actually. It's, How long is his attention span these days? It depends. Like he, with his game, like so he likes to he doesn't like to play the same thing twice so he's very cult of the child new oh just like his dad yeah which cult is, of the child new um he there's certain games he likes to play every time we go um one of them being the was it the enchanted tower um from marca and incas brand it's um i think it's like either the prequel or the sequel to magic labyrinth so the same like art style and the same like board has like an overlay and you're trying to move with like magnetic things to pick up this key and it's a it's a pretty sweet game i i actually enjoy playing it with them because it's kind of funny one person like is the wizard and one person is the i don't know the the warrior or whatever and there's this little plastic tower and it has six keyholes and whoever's the wizard there's i don't know there's like 20 25 punch outs on the board with little tokens covering them and whoever's the wizard has the other person turn around and they hide the key. And then the other person has to try and find the key before the wizard. And the wizard has like, they have like an eight space head start on the wizard, but obviously the wizard knows where it is. So if you don't find it before the wizard can get to it, then the wizard gets the key and then you have to try and unlock the tower. Um, so there's six holes and only one of them unlocks it. And every game it's different because you spin it and do all kinds of things. So he, he loves like the, the tactile nature of the mag because when you move a dude over the the cardboard space you'll hear a click if the key is under it because the key sticks to it and you pick your guy up and the key comes out with him um and then you try and open it up he loves that part of it so that's one we um we play a lot we've also been playing a lot of monza because i like that one and what was the game with the tower called i think it's called the enchanted tower in english nice that's yeah, cool yeah it was pretty fun um i've also so he's like, like in it you've got a little gaming partner kind of like i said he, i think he's like he likes the games with the toy factor and he likes to play with them more than actually play the game a lot of times if a game has I mean, more than four. like a page That's yeah yeah if a, if a game has more than a page of rules or something i've lost him like because while i'm trying to read the rules really quickly he's like just doing something completely different my wife is the same way surprisingly yeah yeah it's a. Uh, most people are the same way. <laughs> yeah, no, I can um, I can definitely relate and understand. It's kind of been interesting to kind of see games from his perspective. And teaching him has been the hardest part because, again, it's trying to get him into things. Like we played that Geister, Geister, Shot, whatever, the Ghost Treasure Hunters the ghost game. Yeah. Which is for like 8+, plus, but the concepts are pretty easy to grasp and he was doing all right with like some coaching and stuff like that but then you get like some games that are like four plus and they're a bit odd and even i'm like mm, this isn't fun so it's kind of finding the right thing he really it's likes kind of like when we pick our games like sometimes games are just more convoluted than they need to be oh yeah so yeah. really the age doesn't seem to <laughs> people don't have any idea of yeah, the age level. It's I mean that's what I guess what makes a good game is when all these things click for for certain people. So Yeah. Um, we've played a lot of the my first, so we played my first Carcassonne, which I really like. Uh my first Ticket to Ride is pretty decent. My first Stone Age he likes. Um so those we'll are soon be playing the Baby Scythe game. No. No. <laughs> the the only cool thing about Scythe is the theme and that's gone. Link. They took it away. Uh, so. Have you seen those tiny animals? It doesn't. I don't want animals. I want mechs. <laughs> I want mechs that do farming. Good old farming mechs. I'm just saying, like, for me, the only appeal of We Scythe call them tractors. Is but. the world. 
and it, <laughs> I, I don't know. Anyways, uh, yeah. So, so that's, you're drinking, you're drinking beer. You're yep. eating pastries. You're playing games with your kid. You got a game design group. I've been doing body. a lot more design. It's actually, it's been yeah. good. Like if I could just motivate myself, I'd be scary efficient. But you know, the drinking the beer and the eating the pastries kind of gets in the way. But, man, I've had a lot of, like, eureka moments with some of these things I'm working on, and it feels good to just have a clear head. I mean, it would feel better if I had a paycheck, but, you know, (laughs) I've actually been taking some time to, you know, introduce myself to myself. And this is 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 my wife, Oprah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I can't tell if Dan's, like, coming around to this lifestyle or if he's going stir-crazy. A little bit of both. The stay-at-home dad thing is, um, it's eye-opening. Um, <laughs> and especially now that he doesn't nap. So it's a, it's a constant child. Always there. Always awake. <laughs> Only 14 more years. Yeah, well, he starts school in August, so. And then we're, com- we're coming home June and July, so I'll... Uh, oh, well, that'll help. Yeah, I've, I've got a month of the full-time dad thing left, and uh, it's been fun, though. Like, we've we've bonded. He's I'm sure in a... June and July, you will never see that kid because everyone will want to play with him. Yeah, it'll be it'll be cool. We'll see his grandma, his uncles. We'll see everyone. So, but yeah, it's been it's been pretty rough. Just kind of acclimating myself from, you know, vice president to a, a massive uh, American bank to <laughs> Dan Halstead, guy who showers with his child sometimes because he has to. <laughs> that is a transition it is well we don't have a bathtub so he has to shower no. <laughs> so let me clarify that <laughs> that's okay that's fair also dan was not fired this isn't a, a fall from grace story i don't know how if people know or not <laughs> like dan moved his wife has a job they're not slumming it in copenhagen no no no, no. In, my wife live in life so my wife is uh is well paid she has a european grant for the next two years um, and the cool thing about Copenhagen, I know this isn't board games or anything, but I'll still talk about it, whatever. Um, okay. I mean, it's it's a socialist country, as some people know. So they, they take care of people. They tax you out the wazoo, but they, they take care of people. And just even the, the, um, the services they have for spouses, like they have a whole like government department and the university has a section and everything just for – helping spouses that have come over due to relocation, finding jobs, taking Danish. Everyone that moves here as a resident gets free, gets uh, three years of free Danish lessons um, and things like that. So what's up? Free. I don't know. She's making air quotes. Sure. It's paid for by someone. It's paid for. By the people. It's by the people. Yeah. Right. But it's no extra to me. Right. So I pay taxes like normal. And yeah, so it's pretty cool. Nice. Well, Tiff and I don't live in a socialist country. No, you live in that whole U.S. Oh, <laughs> don't you even. I will fight you over Google Hangouts. We live over <laughs> here. We're not fighting about political structures or economic structures right now. Uh, Tiff, what have you been doing for two months? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, the usual not playing any games. Uh, <laughs> Board Game Club has been different lately because yeah. um, I got a bunch of eighth graders interested in rpg so my board game club is divided in two right now the four seventh graders who have no interest in rpg and then the like 10 eighth graders that 10 yeah you're gming 10 eighth graders yeah well yeah in the same game yeah (laughs) you know what the heck is this game about (laughs) it's less than ideal is the way i would put it but (laughs) Um, Eight so, people. There was less than Lord of the Rings. I know. Well, we kind of... So it's not... Um, and they broke off into pairs. <laughs> yeah, well. I, we kind of have had to... Like, there there are sections of the story where they they group off and we do little... And gotcha. they, they're, they're okay with sitting through story while someone else is hey, that's cool. living it. So, yeah, yeah I mean, we kind of had to agree. Like, there are going to be times, there are going to be whole entire sessions where you probably just don't have a lot to do um, in order for this to work if this is really what you want. And I really tried hard to get them to not want that. But, you know, I mean, that's the problem with middle school board game groups in general is they don't like to split 
Yeah. Uh, and I mean, it's, I mean, that's hard to do with adults sometimes, too. So well, that's um, true. <clears throat> we started doing the end of the world RPGs. Yeah. You recommended. I bought the books and um, I let them choose one of the four. There's there's a zombies one. There's a like rise of the machines. There's aliens and there's like a gods one. Yeah. Um, but they're all like apocalyptic type scenarios and each book has six different versions. I think six different versions of that type of end of the world scenario. So yeah. we're we're doing like a voodoo zombie type of thing. All right, that's cool. And the kids play as themselves, which they were really pumped about, but the way the character creation works in these It takes is, a lot of introspection. It's a little it's rough for teenagers to go through because not only does it take some introspection where they have to like be honest, try to be honest about their actual characteristics, like, you know, but afterwards they vote kinda with dice if mm-hmm. if if that's like true or not. And uh, if if the whole group kind of votes it down, then your your trait that you you decided it was going to be this number, it goes down one. But then you also get to add a positive feature to that trait to help you out later. Yeah. Um, it's kind of complicated to explain all of it. But the first day of character creation, I had one kid very upset because no one thought he was charismatic. <laughs> like yeah, the whole. It's, it- the yeah, whole group so voted weird. him down, and it was it was a rough moment for him. You have to rate yourself in like a bunch of different personality traits, and then everyone gets to say whether or not you can identify your own personality traits. <laughs> yeah, like I I I mean, I was like, oh, they'll be okay. This will be okay, and then th- that happened, and I was like, ooh, this was a mistake. We did it in the car one time, and I, even I was a little wounded because Ben and. Kel decided that I wasn't as smart as I thought I was, and I was actually more charismatic than I thought. Oh. Like, they were like, you just have, like, social smarts. You're not actually that book smart. And I was like, wow, thanks, guys. Yeah, Th- no. This is cool. I was I was kind of happy that I wasn't an actual character in the thing because, it, it, I mean, other than that one time, they were pretty, like, they, they were pretty spot on. They're, they're smart kids. They're, they're eighth graders, and they're a little bit more mature. I don't think my seventh graders could handle this at all. Yeah. But um, but they uh, and it's getting towards the end of the year, so they're really more like high school students. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, so once we got through that, it's been going pretty well. So that's a pretty story focused system, like not a lot of number crunching. No, I mean, how's you that do... going for you as the GM? <laughs> well, you know, I, I'm learning. This is the first thing I've ever GM'd, which I took on kind of something crazy for eighth, the first time. Eighth graders. <laughs> That's how much I love these kids, but uh, crazy. Yeah, and I, you know, I have like I have like a rough outline of a story that I come in with every week, but they blow it up pretty much consistently. So yeah, there's a lot of thinking on my feet, you know, and I I've I've had to change the story after they've blown it up a couple of times, mm-hmm. <laughs> just because they go in directions that you know I'm 36 years old, I think fairly logically. They are 13 and 14, so no. So you have to, like, steer them back a little bit? Yeah. I mean, sometimes they'll they'll get stuck on something, and I'm like, oh, that was just, like, an incidental thing that I hadn't really thought out all the way. And mm-hmm. But, and, and they won't follow, like, oh, gosh, we were, we had this, I had this scenario where they were in a class, and all the students that they were there with appeared to be, like, zombified, and that this evil voodoo priestess substitute teacher that I had introduced <laughs> <laughs> was taking over the mind of their, their favorite teacher. Mm-hmm. And um, we were... Miss B. <laughs> no, it wasn't me. Uh, <laughs> but they... Uh, I already... I took myself out pretty much immediately. I didn't want to be... Nice. But uh, they... Uh, <laughs> they had a slap fight in class instead of doing the thing that I thought... Like, like we were... I was trying to gear it up to be like a boss fight type of a mm-hmm. scenario, and they just had no interest in it. They're just like, I slapped this kid. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so they're just like walking around the classroom slapping everybody and like throwing bottles of water, and I'm like, I guess if you're 13, that is what you would do. 
So. Yeah, so I was going to ask, like, how are you handling, specifically with zombies, like, how are you handling combat? Are they killing uh, people? No, are they fighting? No, 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 no. And especially, like, with the way things have been in schools lately, um, yeah. I've tried to, like, strip this of violence as much as possible. Mm-hmm. So I've made it so, like, they're, these aren't so much zombies, like, undead zombies that they're possessed people that can be gotcha. re- recovered. They just need to defeat this zombie master who they've been, it's like they've been trying to figure out who is exactly in control. Okay. And and then we're at the point, this next week, I've been trying to end it for two weeks, but they just won't let me. Um, <laughs> so this, this should be the very final week of it. It's been culminating to this gigantic pep rally scenario where they face mm-hmm. off. Um, I have a twist that I've been waiting to reveal, so... Hopefully, they get to discover it and either defeat this zombie master priest's guy, or they all just become possessed. It's probably just the homecoming queen. It's not. But uh, it was tough. I mean, they they had like they don't do what you think they're going to do. Like, one of their friends got possessed, and I've, I provided them several ways to get him out of the s- situation, and they just, like, would not do it. And he just sat for, like, two sessions being a zombie. <laughs> they just don't care. I'm like, is anybody going to help Seth out? And they're like, no. <laughs> Turns out no one likes Seth. No, I mean, they like him, but I'm just like, hey, guys, hey, guys. So I finally was just like, okay. Here's what happened. He's fine now. Because <laughs> he needs <laughs> to. Be I will bring you back, Seth. Right. I felt so bad for him. I mean, he's a he's. Luckily, he's like a patient kid. But geez, guys, just like try to rescue your friend. They were just like, no, we got to figure out what's going on. I'm like, but he's a zombie. Okay. No. Yeah. All right. From the so, few games that I've GM'd, adults do the exact same thing. <laughs> oh well, I mean, it's nice to know that they're behaving in a normal way. But I just yeah. it surprised me that I I felt like. I provided a way for him to save himself, which he didn't take. And then <laughs> he <laughs> and uh, and then all of his friends just sort of abandoned him to zombiehood. It turns so. out that Seth's personal fortitude was enough to overcome it all by itself. He snaps uh, out of it. I, 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 I found a way around it. I mean, but yeah, so that's that's it's going well. I mean, they're they're like, oh, this is so much fun every every day. So I'm doing something right. That's even super if, cool. Even if I'm not like, I'm not like, you know, the adventure zone level of, you know. No, but these kids don't know. Yeah, they, they have know. no idea that I suck at this. It's great. Yeah. No, I and to think like over the course of the show, the idea and the perception of RPGs to have us like go on a mini hiatus and come back and you're GMing one is <laughs> wild. Uh, yeah. Does it pose or or does it stir any interest in playing one? outside of your board game group no not really (laughs) really like it's it's this is enough this is enough i you know i don't know that i'm i'm this like super creative storytelling type person that you just have to have that sort of mindset to do rpg Mm -hmm. and i put a lot of time into thinking up like you know how the story's going to play out and i i do enjoy it but i don't think it's something that i like once school's out i'll be like okay i need a break now Cool. So there you go. I mean, I got I got pig smoke when you want to play it. You guys just let me know. <laughs> Do it's you just, really? It's just sitting there. I think, yeah, I picked it up for like five bucks on PDF or something. Nice. What is pig smoke? It's that it's weird. It's that Hogwart, Hor- Hogwarts yeah. one. Remember? Oh, that's that's why the name sounds so stupid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would do that. Like we should. I would do one like as a podcast for like yeah entertain for entertainment purposes. It's there, and you don't even have to run it, or you can run it if you want. Oh you no, let me know. I don't. I I don't. Wouldn't want to run something for adults. It's the apocalypse system. It's very easy. Two d six. That's all you need. Yeah. Roll yeah. Dice, well, and the system for pets. this, the one that we're doing, only uses d sixes. Which, by the way, none of my kids have d sixes. <laughs> So that was pretty funny the first day. They all brought dice, but they were all polyhedral. Oh, like their D&D dice? Yeah, it was funny. You're like, no, I just need the Monopoly ones, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, like, guys, bring dice. I didn't specify, so. Oh, there should be a D6 in the in the polyhedral. Yeah, but set. you need you need like a pot like you need two different colors. Oh. And like I gotcha. a pile of them cuz you add yeah. add them into the pool that way. Nice. So there you go. Man, Tiff is She's probably progressed further than Dan in terms of life changes. (laughs) 
I don't, playing I mean, a weekly RPG. It's been different. I mean, I the board game thing isn't working out too well. Like we, I did have a game day with some friends, but we were going to do like a monthly thing, and it kind of fell through because they moved. So I've been, me and my husband have been uh, doing like retro video gaming instead, and that's working out a lot better. We're actually that's going cool. to a convention. Like a retro video game convention? Yeah, I mean, it's a really small one, um, yeah. but it's here in Columbus, so actually in Hilliard, where I, oh, I shouldn't say where I live all the time. <laughs> Don't come find me. So I'll, cu- I'll cut that. I'll cut that. Yeah, um, Matt, cut that. Okay, cool. Okay, <laughs> thanks. So yeah, we're, we're, gonna, we're getting into that. Like we got out our old systems from the um, crawl space and uh, yeah. We're doing that. I've been speed running Mario 3 ROM hacks. Nice. <laughs> I was going to ask if you're using like an emulator or you're using like a Raspberry Pi or something, but you actually have your old systems? Yeah, well, he has all, I have all my old handhelds. Um, yeah. And he has like the Super Nintendo. We have a Sega Genesis and a C- Sega CD. <laughs> he somehow uh, managed to have Sega one of those. Classic Sega CD. Yeah. Uh, those games are awful. And uh, I did buy a classic nintendo my nintendo did not make it from when i moved out of my childhood home so we bought a nintendo because that was like the system i'm dating myself there but that was the one that was the one that started you already dated yourself by stating your actual age earlier in the podcast (laughs) shut up dan (laughs) dan played nintendo he knows yeah i did so so that's That's what i've been doing nice we got a we got a tube tv to run it on too (laughs) Brendan's grandma was getting rid of her tube TV, and we're like, we'll take that. She's like, what? You got big plans. You can't get them anymore. They don't, like, the people that made, it's like a lost art, the people that made the tubes. It's just not a thing. You can't do it anymore. And they just don't look as good stretched out on a 55-inch LED. No, and and the input (laughs) lag can be a problem as well. So there you go. You got a whole setup now. In the board game library, there's also a CRT and a Nintendo thing very cool i've been playing modern video games so like now i feel i was like oh we can talk about video games but what like are like god of war or like is that i am playing god of war playing? okay that is the thing everyone's playing right now dan's playing fifa all the kids are playing fortnite i play a lot of fortnite too. <laughs> do you really oh i always tell yeah the kids, i don't fortnite's for ugh. babies i don't love it but my friends play it it's pretty fun do they so here's a question do they play it in your class are they playing on their mobile not in my class it's an orchestra class so if you're playing fortnite it's pretty obvious you can tell i've heard a lot of teachers are complaining about fortnite um i could see it being a problem i mean they're pretty sneaky with their phones but i have i have, I have a couple of cellists that try to like hide behind their cello and, and mess, <laughs> on, mess around on their phone <laughs> But I'm like, the thing is, is if you can picture a cellist with a phone behind the cello and the way they have to look down at their crotch to be sneaking yeah. behind the cello, it looks weird. I, I'm like, there's there are two things you could be doing. One is playing on your phone. The other is something I should probably call the school psychologist about. So hmm. which one is it? <laughs> they're like, Either the way, phone. we need to have a talk. They yeah. grow out of the crotch looking. Hopefully. <laughs> At some point, you just accept looking? it. Yeah, the self-crotch looking, yeah. But I've been not- staring down this whole time. <laughs> oh, no. So I haven't seen it in my classroom, but mine's a little bit different. They have something in their hands that they have to deal with. They can't be on their phone very easily. So I'm lucky in that way. So in all classes, teachers, if you have a Fortnite problem, make your kids hold something in their hands. Yeah, That's you got to get activities based. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone take out your book and hold them with both hands in the air. Hey. No phones. That, Wave that, them around. Like, like you, you just, just like you just don't care. <laughs> we solved it. We solved the Fortnite problem. Well, now I feel like my I I mean I haven't been doing a whole lot in the last 2 months. I don't feel like I have as exciting a tale. Me and Dan have had a lot of personal growth. Yeah. Hmm. There is a tiny human growing inside my wife. That's exciting. Yeah. That's a big deal. It is. For it doesn't her. involve me a lot. <laughs> yeah. I, you got to be you know. a little nervous about that, though. There's got to be a lot going on in your brain. I'm so excited. Oh, my goodness. Tiny baby. I love kids. I want one. I'm cool with it. When is uh, when is the big day? Is the it's supposed day? to be like first week of September. So expect another like nine month hiatus around then. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Sorry, guys. 
or just some baby crying in the background. Uh, yeah, September. So we're getting there. Uh, she's or twenty three weeks. So well, baby's congratulations. like a human. Thank you. It kicks and it hears me and things like that. So do you know what it is? Are you finding out what it is? No, isn't that the worst? Kel doesn't want to know. So that I guess we'll find out. Oh, I'm a planner. It... I don't think I can handle that. Yeah, I'm not down with it. I'm not a fan, but well, I guess I have to wait patiently. She's growing it, so I guess you're out of luck. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I've just been doing, like, two months worth of yard work and <laughs> making a nursery and still playing RPGs and board games and video games a bit, but it's hard, man. People, Everyone moved away. You gotta. What happened? Why is everyone do, being an adult? I'm yeah, my board game fun. adulting really screws things up with board games. I'm telling you, really gets in the way of things. Like I think we're you know? we're all at a weird like super adult level that doesn't get talked about a lot on board game podcasts. Yeah, like uh, you know, there's real responsibilities out there, and I am not. My job is a very active one, so I have no consistency in schedule to like get people together. Well, so. adult schedules are just the worst. Yeah. <laughs> Like I've been trying, we we tried to set this game night up with our our friends. Um, actually, the, one of the first friends I ever had that I met in board gaming, and it seemed like, oh, we're gonna do this totally monthly thing, and we were all gung ho, all four of us totally gung ho about it. And then just like they're like, oh, we can't this week. I couldn't because of like a trip that school was going on, and then they couldn't because of a family thing, and then they decided to move, and now we're never gonna do it again. And such is the reality of life. Yeah, that's what it is. Well, you know, I have been playing some games. Oh, what'd you play? You guys have been playing games too, right? Like, Tiff, you, well, you played an RPG. I played an RPG and I just beat Super Princess Peach on my DS. All right. Is so that... you've been playing some stuff. <laughs> I'm going to give you my weekly uh, DS update because I'm trying to play through all of my, like, 50 games that I have for the DS. I'm down with that. Weekly DS updates. All right. You let us know. Sorry, everybody. This isn't a board game podcast anymore. <laughs> it's now in all gaming, RPGs, video games. Things are happening, you know. It's exciting. But Dan, Dan, you played a couple games, right? You got some people over there that you got together with. Uh, I'm sure I have. I'll have to think. You can go first. That, Dan's too dehydrated to tell you about it. <laughs> Dan has been... I've lost a, a couple of, of pounds in this blanket for it. There's a pool of sweat dripping. You could probably take the blanket fort off for a little bit and cool off while Matt talks about his. It's okay. Game. I have a uh, pineapple burliner vice waiting for me to cool off after I get out of this podcasting. That sounds wow. delicious. It does. No, I I mean I've been playing like a wide variety of things. We've had a couple like family style game nights. Mom has been open to playing some. My godmother came over. We we had like a big thing. Uh, Eric has a new girlfriend, so like she's apparently more of a homebody than like a quote unquote like club goer or going out. So like even though they're like twenty two or something like that, they want to sit <laughs> home and play games. So um That's good. Yeah. So I played a lot of the lighter fair, like I taught code names and for sale and timeline challenge and dodles and Las Vegas. Like just a lot of things that are on the staples list. Dodles is so gross. Dodles is gross. I can confirm that Dodles is still gross. And the first thing I thought about when I was taking the game out was like, oh, this clay is going to be awful. Because now they're basically little plastic bag incubators, you know? Yep. (laughs) I would not be surprised if one day I pulled Dodles out and there was like mold growing on the clay. But anywho, (laughs) I know it's a little gross. Um, in my personal, like when we get the group together, we, we're still trudge, trudging through pandemic season two. Uh, I say trudging, but really it's fun. Like we're enjoying it. It's just hard to get all four of us together. Um, but outside of that, I've been trying to play Euro games. And I don't know if that's because I miss Dan or because Dan is that's gone. It's because they're good. Aww. You finally came around to it. I mean, I played a lot of non-Euro games that I still enjoy, but I've definitely been pushing more euro style games like one day i brought only euro games and kel was like what is this game bag that you brought like all these games have cubes so of those looking through kind of my plays i played clans of caledonia finally which we had talked about for our game of the year stuff and how it was kind of happening that game's actually pretty good but i do see how dan had compared it said it was like a bunch of games wrapped into one that's all it is. It definitely stole a lot of ideas. Not there's, stole, but it borrowed very a lot of little ideas. originality in that game. 
just the way they're linked basically it, it comes together pretty well though like i think it's it, fine it's a smooth game but it's yeah it's got some limiting factors and i i i think i talked about it before i don't even remember all my critiques on it but i remember there was a couple of things where i was just like I, why is this limited to this and why is this this and it was just, it felt very restrictive at times and i think at the end of the day i think i decided that i'd rather just play Terra Mystica, Navigador, or Marco Polo individually, which is basically the three games he stole all the ideas from. Yeah, but it's it's got a lot of Terra Mystica, Terra Mystica comparisons. I actually was reading the Terra Mystica rulebook at the same time as Clans of Caledonia because Steve really wanted to play Terra Mystica and I had just gotten Clans, and there's a lot of overlap there. Um, I do think that Clans of Caledonia seems a little bit more approachable, which I know is a weird thing, but Terra Mystica is dense and abstract. And even that slight farming theme of Caledonia makes it, I feel, like a little bit easier to swallow. So, like, if I were going to teach one of the two to Kel, I'd pick the farming one over the Terra Mystica. Um, just because I think it'd be easier for her to grok. Yeah. I use I, her as my I personally think the, the player boards in Terra Mystica are a little easier to explain than the ones in Caledonia. Because it's like you need to have a this on the board to make this and that on the board to make this and that. And then it's like yeah. uh, the, the graphic design didn't help too much with that i see what they were doing but i i I was confused a lot of the time it's not it's not a hard game to grasp no especially if you've played the other three games you're like oh that's that's marco polo contracts oh that's the navigador market system oh that's um terra mystica everything else i also played heaven and nail a couple of times in a variety of different settings i don't know that i love that game and i know a lot of people do and i'm pretty sure you do dan and i'm sure i do enjoy it I, I can't seem to figure it out is kind of my issue. And maybe that's why I'm not enjoying it is because it, it seems very opaque to me. It this is. is the, it's like a, uh, it's got a rondelle style where you like move around and you can buy tiles, but the economy is very tight. Um, you're placing these little circle tiles on the board to advance tracks. And there's this, the scoring mechanism is kind of least common denominator. So if you don't advance along everything, all of it, everything gets dragged towards like a center scoring point. So if you're low, it's going to drag your score down. If you got some stuff higher, it's going to drag your score up and you kind of meet in the middle to determine your final score. I can't seem to get points in that game. <laughs> it's tough uh, the first couple times. I know. Yeah. So maybe I just haven't crossed the hill, but. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't I, yeah, I don't know. It's one of those things. I, I don't know. Can you get better at that game? I guess you can. It's very tactical. Um, with what you're presented, um, mm-hmm. it's got the board movement similar, you know, for Tiff's, uh, benefit, it's got the board movement similar to like a, um, Francis Drake or oh. something like that, where it's like you go along as far as you want, but you can't go back. Once you yeah. hit a point, the game stops, resets, and then you go along the path again kind of thing. So, yeah. um, that's how movement works. You, you have the flexibility in going wherever you want, but again, you're again limited to where you are in turn order, what other people are taking, what they're doing. Um, it's got an interesting balance of trying to get enough money early game to really build out your sunny side late game and things like that. Um, so you have to kind of understand what what you want to buy, what you can afford. And it's, yeah, it is, it's very, I agree. It's opaque. It's tough. Like, you know, at the end of the game, you're like, I don't know how well I did. Um, my kind of general tip that I've kind of found works is money early game buy sunny side late game and try and keep all your resources as tightly packed together as you can at the end. And you'll score decent. Yeah. I think I'm looking at my scores here. My highest score is 82. Um, yeah, I don't think I've been anywhere near that. First game was 57. Second game was 71. So I, I improved every time. So, mm-hmm. but Our top score, I think we've played like three-player, was, was 31. Yeah, I don't know that I could tell you how I improved. That's the thing. Other than just kind of trying different things. That last one, 82, I think I went heavy, heavy money early first round, second round, and then made a hard turn into the the sunny side points resource movement stuff. But um, I do do like it. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. Like, and I get when I played it, I was like, oh, this is like a Dan and Tiff game. And when I looked at the scores where I'm like in the 20s and 30s and you guys are in like the 70s, 80s, and a lot of other people are up that high, I'm like, oh, I'm not getting something about this game. I can see how it doesn't click. Like, I could see just because it's so many moving parts and a lot. And that's not to say that you're not intelligent or anything like that, but. I think certain if you ask games. Yes, Ben and Kel about my RPG <laughs> character. Then yes, I am not. But anyway, proceed. Well, I just think certain games click for certain people, and or certain aspects of certain games, like spatial puzzles or you know, economic games, negotiation, you know, all those sort. I think there's specific games that people are good at. Um, this one again, I I seem to be doing okay with it, but again, I, I don't know that I could coach you or tell you what i did that was so yeah. great kind of thing i just kind of played it out which is cool like you like i said you can have a loose strategy um but it's it's highly tactical yeah tiff i don't know if you'll be at origins but this is one you should probably try to play if you haven't played it yet i will be at origins me awesome too. me too oh thank god i miss you guys <laughs> <laughs> i got wednesday off this time Ooh. so excited that's exciting. And we have a hotel right across the street, so no mile-long walks. I am super pumped about Origins, I gotta say. I'm really jazzed, too. Kel's excited, too. It's gonna be like our last bastion of freedom before the baby. Mm. And she's very excited to eat a lot of pretzels. <laughs> so It's kind of the... It's good timing for that, right? Like, you have to have enough calories to support the baby. and What a yeah, great I mean, place to do it. Sometimes you just gotta eat hot chicken takeover, you know? It just... <laughs> it happens. But yeah, no, I think this is one that... You would probably enjoy it if it seems like you're kind of like it's a very medium weight, fast to play Euro game. It's mm. very easy to teach. That does sound good to me. So like I really like it in concept. I just found that across plays, I'm like, I am not good at this you'll, game. You'll AP the, the, uh, the hell out though, Tiff. I'm just well, a, I'm warning mean. you on that. Yeah, it's a little. We'll see. No, no, There's a lot of decisions. Yeah. It's good though. I think you'll like it. I'm just saying it's, it's going to trigger you. I'll whoever I'm playing crazy like I usually do. So. I'll sit there and play with you, but we'll do it over oh. beer. Yeah. Oh, beer. Games and beer. Sounds good. The only other thing that I played that I wanted to bring up, because I think, Tiff, you also might like this, is I played Welcome to Centerville, oh. which is a GMT game. Hmm. And? This is not the... There's another game called Welcome to Your Perfect Home that is very popular right now. This is not that game. <laughs> I thought the other one was just called Welcome to dot dot dot. I think the subtitle is like oh. something about your house, oh. but it is called... It's like Welcome to... This is Welcome to Centerville. It's a GMT game. It's a dice-based game. And it's very much... People have called it Urban Sprawl, the dice game, Mm. uh, which if you've played Urban Sprawl, it's a little like QB, but it's basically roll dice and spend the dice to take actions. And it's got just enough meat on the bone. Like it's... It was probably the chunkiest dice-based game I've played, and I enjoyed it for that because it felt like a good Euro game. But it was all dice-driven, so it's still got a randomness aspect. They're still like, oh, I can get kind of screwed by the dice, but there are enough combinations, and you can do some fun stuff with the dice, and there are a lot of things. You're basically trying to like control different areas and score points. It's pretty basic. Welcome um, to and every Centerville, di- you said, right? Yeah. All right. Every die does a different thing. It's actually pretty cheap, too. I think I got it for like 40 bucks. What a sad time we're living in when 40 bucks is cheap. Well, in the board game world. Oh, man, you should see the when I try to... When I go to the board game shop here and I convert it to U.S. dollars, it's insane. A $60 game is 100 here when I convert it. U.S. dollars? Yeah. Wow. Like a, so a crown, a crown, a Danish crown, is roughly 6 to 1 right now, right? So okay. $1 is six, 6 crowns. Yeah. And most of the, like, $60 games are about five ninety nine crowns. So – Almost $100 when I convert it, which is now when you're paid over here, it's probably not as bad, and you know, because they get paid thousands and thousands of crowns when with that conversion kind of. But, um, oh man, I haven't bought a single game, and I it's yeah. I've been looking and I'm like, I can't find number one, I can't find anything that I don't already own that I want. Yeah, um, it's kind of been a, a lull in the, the gaming world for me as far as what I want. Um, but the other thing is just the price. I was like, I got to find something that number one might actually get played with Elsa or somebody else. And number two is not going to require me to sell a testicle. (laughs) Now, can you, do you have access to like selling testicles? No, not at the moment. (laughs) Twice. I have access to, I have, it's a two punch card. 
Um, but then you get a free sandwich. After the whole stay at home dad thing, I'm, you, someone can have them. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, do you have access to like Amazon.de? Like, can you get. I do. And I've. I actually have access to free shipping from Amazon and all okay. the French websites and German websites, which is yeah. what I will more than likely do. It just pains me, and I feel bad that I can't support the local shops here, but it's just so much cheaper. Like, it's it's noticeably cheaper for well, me. That's the one it. thing that I've always heard about the European market is that a lot – it's cost prohibitive because a lot of these games get made in China or in the U.S. and, like, trying to get them in – the other thing too is a lot of the the games here in in um, Denmark are localized to the Scandinavian region. Gotcha. So whereas a lot of games you'd get from like Germany might have British English and German, yep. a lot of the games here are brought over by distributors and pub- publishers, and it's Norwegian, Swedish. <laughs> oh, good! Danish. They included the Swedish rulebook. Yes, it's uh, it's all gibberish. Not helping. Um, so what are that, all these dots above the letters? Yeah, that's been another kind of uh, limiting factor. Uh, most of the games are obviously language independent. I can just get the rule book, but part of me would love to just have the English one. Yeah. Hmm. Well, have you? What have you gotten to play, Dan? I know. I sorry, I cut crazy. you off when you're welcome to Centerville. I actually had that game P500, and I canceled it. I just wasn't wasn't feeling it that's not to say it was a bad game again i from just the rules and the rado video and things like that i was like uh, and i didn't really care for urban sprawl at all yeah um i don't know if you would love this dan but i i i think you might appreciate it as like oh yeah this is a dice game i'd be willing to play sure that's that's but i don't i don't know that you would own it yeah you don't need to that's what i'm saying i I canceled it so i didn't really want to own it so if you have it i'll play it but um yeah i didn't see um i'm playing a lot of flam rouge um how do you uh, feel about that (laughs) i don't mind i like flam rouge i think it's a really good game and i've played some of the unreleased expansion stuff um asger the designer um is a local copenhagener actually lives right down the street um so I've been uh, welcomed into to their circles for some of these events to just uh, run run the game, which has been nice. That's cool. Um, yeah, I've learned to count to Danish. Uh, at least I can count two through nine um, <laughs> because they all spoke Danish while we were playing. But, you know, I just kind of jumped in, flipped my card and said the Danish numbers, and it was it was good. I didn't need to know anything else. So, <laughs> As an aside, is there a lot of English there? Are you kind of? Yeah, the, yeah, no. There's a lot of everyone speaks okay. English here. Actually, I had somebody tell me I'd rather you speak English to me than try and speak Danish. It's just easier for everyone. That's fair. So I was like, that's cool. I appreciate your bluntness I'd and ha- I'd honesty. rather have you speak English to me. Well, this <laughs> language is rough. I, I'm, I, yeah. I would butcher it. Um, I really would. It's not phonetic in the least, especially for an English native speaker. Um, a, but I have so met a couple of people from the u.s that can speak fluent danish now after about three four years so i guess it's possible there's Um, hope use your free danish lessons yeah i will use my paid for by paid for by the state yep uh so flamarouche yeah uh i like that game still like that game um play a little baron park yeah you know i get sized for that Uh, i still haven't played that it's tiff you're ridiculous you've never played baron park Listen, last year... Do you own year, it? So no, weird. I don't. I mean, here's right, the thing. Last year Origins. at Origins, that's pretty much like... The, I have not bought games this year at all. Yeah. Like, I stopped. And I don't feel too bad about it. I've gotten Kickstarters in. Like, the only games I've played, new games I've played, are Kickstarters mm. that I got in. Like, I played the Grim Forest on that game day I was telling you about. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. How Talk was that? overproduced. <laughs> I was going to oh, say, yeah. it looks like a ridiculously simple game. It is. It is so simple. I mean, it's just like you're gathering resources and you can all, if you go to the same spot, then you're divvying things and uh, then you you build up your little huts and the first person to, you know, build all three of them, you, I mean, that's simple, right? But there are um, friend cards and what are the other ones? Fable cards that kind of like randomize and throw special powers and instant powers into the mix so i mean it's fun i think it'll be a good one for board game club and i mean the the people i were playing with with were like euro gamers and i mean we had fun it was it was over beers so you know that helps but mm-hmm. it's beautiful and the little like three-part houses are i mean it's just beautifully produced but very very 
simple. Cool. But I enjoyed it. Yeah, it looks nice. I don't want to play it, but it looks nice. Well, I mean, it's the kind of thing where, like, you know. It's, Maybe it's, with my child, I will yeah, play it. that's what I was going to say. Yeah. If you have kids and you like Euro-y type stuff, but they're not quite ready for, like, Agricola. <laughs> hey, there's an Agricola family edition now, so everyone should be ready for it. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But <laughs> if, if they're not ready for the family edition of Agricola, like, this is definitely a few steps below that, but. Then you need a new child. I also play Pocket Imperium finally. That's been on like bought that like three years ago. Yeah, I know. Nice. It was okay. The rules were way worse than you could have ever imagined. It's for a simple game. It wasn't that hard, but the rules. I would have thought they had been pretty honed due to like popularity of the print and play and all that stuff. I don't know. It took. I mean, I didn't read the rules, but the person who did read the rules is very good at reading the rules. But it took him a while to figure it out. But mm. we eventually figured it out, and it was fine. It did feel like a tiny little, you know, 4X-style game. Glad I bought it. Nice. Cool. See, cool. if we podcast every three months or so. <laughs> you can well, all we got to do games. is, all we got to do, Tiff, is we just mm. need to do one more episode, right? And then Origins. And then you've got, you'll probably have like 20 <laughs> banked games. We split them up. You do three an episode. You'll be good. It'll be well, good you know I won't remember anything. Right? Well, I'm going to make you write notes, or we're going to take memo, uh, voice memos after the game. I'm going to sit there and quiz you on what you liked about oh. it. Yeah. This sounds like work. This this is work, Tiff. This is what we do. We don't. So between now and Origins, stint. we should play one me. online game together. Be- oh, an That'll online That'll get us game? through May's episode. We should just like have an online game night that we do that. We always talk about it, but it never comes to fruition. The last time we played a game online together was when we tried to play Abyss. Do you remember that? It was a long time ago. I do remember that. It was God, a, that game. It was a that shit show, great. but I thought it Isn't was... Isn't there a new expansion for that? Really? Yeah, there's another Did one. They? I well, just they got make rid it of my so that copy. it all fits in the box. It's out over here. I don't know if it's over on your side. I traded Abyss for a bunch of Game Boy Advance games and a Game Boy Advance. I would have traded Abyss for anything. Mm. That game is not that bad. It's it not that good. bad, but I don't want to play it. It's, a it's perfectly okay. fine game. It's, it's an okay game, and I got it for some, you know, other. You guys want to hear me go against the green? Oh, let's hear it. Let's hear it. I'm kind of Dan tired. against the green. I'm kind of tired of Azul. I'm not gonna lie. Oh like, snap! Azul is like everyone likes, loves it, and I think it's a good game. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was nominated for like a Spiel des Jahres or something like that. But it's it's not that exciting to me anymore. There's our like, Dan. I'm, there you are. How many times have you played it? Six, seven, maybe? Yeah. It comes out, like, um, a lot. Because the Board Game yeah. Cafe, like, has had, like, a special night of all that stuff. And I was like, cool, maybe this is a way I can meet some people. And, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I think it's good. Like, I think it's a good game. I'm not saying it's a bad game. I'm just tired of it. Like, I, I don't. It's lost its appeal. Like, that happens with those really popular games. People just get super pumped about it, and it's all anyone wants to play. And then you get, you're like, okay, I don't want to play Cacao again. It's a great game. Mm, Cacao's fantastic. Damn, play Cacao all the time. Uh, well, Azul's just not a deeply strategic game. No, so it's like, very tactical. You're not getting, you're not getting to explore game to game. I just don't. You're just I just doing. don't get a lot from it. That's all. Yeah. Like uh, there's other puzzly. I'd rather play like a Heaven and Ale or something like that. But again. With specific crowd, Azul works great. Yeah. So I have again, an in-shrink copy that I I got because Kel really wanted it. So I got it, but we haven't played it yet since we played your copy. Um, I sold mine for like 80 bucks. Which is outrageous. Oh, my gosh. It was out of print, um, and everyone was talking about it. So I was like, hey, some guy offered good. me money Most for it. Most games are like, not sure. that good. It's pretty. Yeah, no. Have you come across The Mind? Yeah, you can get that over here. Because you can't get it over here yet, but people are ordering it, and Pandasaurus everyone is, is talking it to the about US. it. It just sounds like the game. It is basically. Okay, then why is little, everyone freaking out? I think it's a little. It sounds a little bit more clever than the game. Okay. Like I think you're trying to like go through levels, and so like in level one, everyone has one card, and you're trying to play the cards in sequential value. So if I play the one, then someone else has to play something higher than the one. Yeah. But you can't talk, so similar to the game. But so how is that? So you're trying. So you fun. beat level one, right? Then you do level two, 
Because apparently, they're, they're, I mean, I'm sure there's just like something like the game or a magic maze where you can't talk. And it, there's these moments of just, you know, the hell did you just do? Why didn't you understand what I was trying to do? And uh, so probably a lot yeah, of metagaming. Like it's, it's just dealing out cards and oh, I'm, staring at I've each heard other. people that say it was like, you know, I was reading, what was it, the opinionated game, Dale Yu or something. He was like, I see why people like it, but I don't need to play it ever again. You know, so I don't think, yeah. I think you're seeing a lot of it on Twitter because it's yeah. the same few people on Twitter just constantly playing it and posting it, um, and it's driving the hype train there. But, yeah, it doesn't doesn't really appeal to me. I'd try it. I'd like to see what it's all about. But, yeah, yeah. silently playing play number cards. If you have, if you have the, the game deluxe or whatever, like those cards, you can. it's got enough cards that you can play the mind. Yeah, I think it's just another 100-card deck or something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's it. And there might be some other nuances to it, but, like, you're just trying to see how many levels you can advance. Gotcha. Might just have that weird addictive quality. Yeah, that's cool. I'm I'm glad to see a game catching on. I mean, the game game was horrible. Hey, at least the mind is easier to search. It is. And the cover looks way cooler. I like that little rabbit thing. bunny thing? You don't like the skull? No, the game... As the a package game. and a game, it's just horrible. Like, it's good. Anyways, I digress. Yeah, so yeah. that's that. I've got a couple other games, but I'll, I'll bank them. Yeah, we can bank them. Uh, I think that that's probably about our time for today for this, uh, this check-in episode. Does anybody else have anything fun that needs to be told before our next episode? Okay, I'm glad mm-hmm. we're all on the same page. <laughs> well, you heard. I mean, we're all going to Origins, so if people are going to Origins... Play some games. I would like to play some heavy games. I haven't played a lot of heavy games here, which has been kind of uh, brutal for me. Let's Um, do it. Not to mention talking to adults would be pretty cool, too. Yeah, just note that Dan does not know how to do that anymore. I've pretty much lost it. When did Dan know how to do that? I didn't really. (laughs) He used to be a schmoozer. I didn't really talk on a high level. (laughs) And now he's really lost it. All he does, he talks in broken sentences. He just points. he speaks I'm, in a I'm going to I have sweat English beating on my forehead right now. I'm sitting under a duvet. <laughs> I'm dying slowly. Right, well, let's free by the Dan. next time we record, maybe you'll have something a little bit better. I mean, it's taken Matt. I mean, how long have you been rocking the blanket fort? How are we at? Oh, it's it's just a permanent structure in my life now. <laughs> Guys, I'll figure out another way to hang this. You on the can wall. get this those a, acoustic panels for so. This cheap. is a load-bearing blanket fort, Tiff. I can't <laughs> take it down. <laughs> All right, well, amateurs. This yeah. is what I'm dealing with. This All is right. True. So we appreciate everyone tuning in for the return of the podcast of nonsensical gamers thank you all for joining us if you uh if you want to reach out to us there's some places that we can do that uh we do have a website nonsensicalgamers.com and we are uh on places like you know the google plus and the bg guild number two google plus who's on google plus google plus yeah no i still rep google plus guys we're using hangouts today we gotta you know oh we'll just say I google we, hangouts yeah google plus hangouts <laughs> <laughs> Who uses is Google Plus still alive? We might. Oh, I, th- I don't know. Didn't they shut it down? It's not even a thing to, anymore. You might as well just create a MySpace. <laughs> you can find us on the Meverse. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think we might still have a sponsor. They are Tasty Mystery <laughs> Games. Uh, you can check them out at playtmg.com. Although their website has been updated less frequently than our website, so their website. I think you need Netscape to view. <laughs> Yeah. Do you have a Linux operating system? It's a DOS. Hey, side note, not sure that we're still sponsored by them. So maybe oh, we should. Okay. That's we I mean, I haven't talked to I haven't talked to Lance in in months. So I'll I'll get that uh, situated at Origins. But yeah. Uh, if you want to reach out to us personally, the best place to do that is Twitter. Tiffany V. I know that you are uh, you are. Hey, you've pulled back from Twitter, but if people want to reach out I don't out have, you, oh, sorry. I don't have notifications on, so it might take okay. me a while, but I do check it a few times a week, and I'm at ineptgamer. Perfect. And Dan, if they want to reach out to you, tell them where to find you and how many hours to add. Uh, I'm at plus six hours to the U.S. <laughs> Eastern Standard Time. Uh, you can find me at League Nonsense or at Scandalous underscore Nad, like always. Or Instagram at scandalous underscore nad. Is that? I don't know. Is that my Instagram? Are you on Instagram? Do you? Do I am on Instagram. Instagram. My Instagram. But that's more like 
just silly funny things not a lot of board games we also have a we have a nonsensical gamers instagram it's great i post pictures there sometimes you crazy kids in your social media it's not good for your brain i I don't do much more yesterday did you I still have it because I feel like, but I never check it and no one, I don't know. I feel weird about just getting rid of it. Uh, I'll tell you about the ad categories they place me in off air. So uh, you can find me at Cinnamon Bun spelled phonetically uh, on Twitter or Instagram. I'm actually on Instagram a lot, so that's a good place to find me too. Uh, We appreciate you all joining us and hopefully you will hear from us again very soon. But until then, everyone can say goodbye. Bye. Toodles. Bye. Ha <laughs> ha